This is Angela Pretum with my new single, Hidden Wings, available on Apple Music and Spotify, or click the link in the show notes. Hello, everyone. Um, it's the Shekilola Salami Show, and I'm your host, Shekilola Salami. The Shekilola Salami Show is a podcast show set in a virtual cafe, and it's about books and publishing, but probably not your typical you know, interview, probably not the way you might imagine or maybe not the way you, most interviews you've listened to the aim of this show is either to educate the listener motivate them inspire them and definitely you will discover a new book the guests on the show are either authors or non-authors for authors you know they probably tell us about their latest book or some of their books for non-authors they would recommend a book based on their professional expertise or some a book that they like so the focus around the, the show is around books but we don't just talk about books for the sake of it you know we hope that at the end of each episode you will take something away from it so that when you think back you'll be like oh I actually gained something for you know investing the time to listen to the show so that's kind of like the show in a nutshell um if this is your first time listening to the show please you know do subscribe please tell everyone you know about the show you never know who the show could benefit and i would really appreciate it if you would leave um a review of the show on any platform that you listen to the show through um so that's about it so without much ado who have i got here in the virtue cafe with me you have stephanie (laughs) tumbrown so i'm french i moved in the uk nine years ago married uh, with the goal to move to New York very quickly. And here I am nine years later in London and divorced. I'm a life liver. I'm passionate and I do what I love and love what I do. And today I am an entrepreneur and a writer. <laughs> and I wrote that book, 100 Dates and a Wedding. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, your life hasn't gone the way you planned from when you first moved. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. I'm surprised you- I'm still here. Yes. Do you have any kids? No, I don't. Okay, no, that's fine. I was just curious. Um, I would. Okay. It would have changed a lot of things. In fact, I think. Oh, but seriously, but, right? no, but I'm happy. <laughs> no, I can tell you one thing, right? That a lot of people don't fully appreciate. Children are like black holes. Okay, they suck everything out. They suck your finances. I mean, they bring a lot of happiness and make you focus and they have a lot of good times. But seriously, when I look at my my bank statement, I'm like, my child is a black hole. She just literally just sucks the money out of the account. (laughs) But I'm sure she compensates with the love. She does. Yeah, so it's worth it at the end. No, definitely. Um, okay, so tell me, you've written this book. What did you say? 100 yeah. Dates and a Wedding? Yes. <laughs> so how did you so, get into that? How did, in fact, you know what? I was newly divorced and uh, I started writing a blog in French about all my experiences in you know, dating in England. It was so bizarre and different from, from what I lived in France. I was like, oh my God, I need to tell that to the French people because that's weird, that's bizarre. It's so different, the culture, the way we date and everything in London was so different. I, I found the need to share this experience to people in France willing to come 
in, uh, in the UK. But the thing is that when I started this blog, um, I was in England for already three years and my French for some reason wasn't as flexible. So I started in French, then in Franklish, which for me is a mix of French and English. And then I was like, I can't think in French anymore. I need to write it in English. And then some people said, you need to write a, blog, a book about it because your experiences are so bizarre and funny and weird and and yeah and the blog became a book <laughs> from french to english to the book but the first idea but i'm yeah, curious no. now i'm really curious what is it like dating in france and what is how what was what's your experience dating in london and how does dating in england dif- or dating in london different to dating in france i'm really curious now so um, just before I explain what I felt when I started, obviously in France, I've never been really single. I did date a, I did date a little bit, uh, but uh, I never been single more than a year, let's say or three months or something like that. And even married, you know, I, I, I was with my boyfriend for a while. He was my third boyfriend in my life. So Going back to the comparison, um, in England, I felt like it's a little bit like the Americans. I did X, Y, you know, a lot of men, let's see what happened. There's nothing serious, there's this, this, this. Let's go and that. I don't care. In France, it's a little bit more traditional, a little bit more like Italy and, you know, all those Latin countries mm. uh, where you're seeing someone, if you get on well one, two, three dates, it's almost like you're already in a relationship. If you see someone aside, it would, it would be very upset, you know. Yeah. And, the, and I felt like the culture in England, it's a lot like I'm always searching for the next new thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're nice, but let's see if the, 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 the grass is greener as well. It was a bit like that always. <laughs> In France, it's more like, hmm, and she's very nice. I want to take the chance. Let's go into that relationship. I don't see a big red flag right now. So let's go into it now. And even, you know, when I launched the book here in the UK, people from England, and there were people, there were French people, they were like, yes, it's true. In France, it's quite common. You know, you're in relation, you, you're dating maybe for three weeks, then you in a relationship, and very quickly, people move together. What's in England, woo, <laughs> you can still wait. <laughs> but, I mean, from London, like it's firstly uh, from my experience and what I heard and because obviously I wrote that book, a lot of people come to me, ask advice. It's really rare in England that you move in with your boyfriend after three months dating. Almost <laughs> unthinkable. <you know? laughs> I don't know in your... Uh, in your entourage, if that exists, but in France it's common. Three months we'll be together, it works quite well, let's go. And you're moving in, like, yes, trying, take the chance, (laughs) let's go, let's try. (laughs) Okay, now we're really passionate. Weird. See, even yourself, you're surprised. (laughs) No, seriously, it's weird, like three months is nothing. It's, yeah, it's nothing, but they want to take the chance. They want to try. I, I'm not talking marriage. I'm talking trying something serious. We're together. We live in the same flat. Let's try it. Why still, you know, <laughs> dating? Why is we good together? We feel good together. Why? <laughs> but in France, it's more like that. Though, 
uh, because obviously I still have my ears over there. It's changing with a Tinder culture, you know, all those things and American also influence and everything. It, it is changing. But when I started dating, it was still the same. So for me, it was a big slap on my face, like really. Wow. Okay. I can definitely <laughs> see how this, you know, could be a really, really good book. And I can almost imagine you telling us, you know, about how, what happens when you do moving with someone and how it is so different. Because in my mind, I'm thinking you meet someone, you go on three dates and you're thinking of moving together. That is like, that is just weird, right? Because once I met, you know, a long time ago, I met someone, you know, and, you know, he goes to me, oh, yes, you know, I think I really like you. And I can actually see us having, you know, a future together. And I go and say to my friend, I met a weirdo, right? Like, who does that after, after two days? Who does that? Don't give me wrong. You know what happened? It's funny you saying that. Because in my book, uh, which is a biography, uh, most of it, obviously, uh, after one year dating in London and being, you know, I was becoming more and more Lon a Londoner. In fact, you look, I don't even have the French accent anymore. So I was basically becoming a Londoner. And I met that guy who asked to move together. I was like, what? No way. What is it? <laughs> Obviously, the circumstances were quite special, but still, I was like, what a weirdo. Exactly like you, but back in France, would I have said the same thing? Maybe not. I don't know. You know, I, I, I change all, the, all through those experiences. And that's, you know, also what the book is about, how you change after a long, after a breakup. You know, it's all about the process of healing and going through dates. Maybe it's too early. Is it not early? You know, it's all about that. Plus, I'm adding in bonus the French element of it. So <laughs> that's about it. So, okay, okay, great. Now, God, right, your book sounds amazing, right? Because <laughs> Thank you. And cultures, and to just sort of, you know, I just always used to think that everywhere in Europe kind of like follows the same, the same process of doing things. So the idea that you meet someone and you go on three dates and you know you're thinking about moving in that is like super fast to me i would have thought that maybe after a few months okay maybe after maybe a few weeks let's say maybe six or eight weeks you might be thinking okay we kind of like each other so let's not see other people because at the beginning right you know you're like let's see if you actually can stand this human being right <laughs> No, in France, it would be more, let's see if I can stand living with that human being. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And it would be the same sort of weeks as well. Don't get me wrong. We'll be dating, dating. But during the date, there's no dating process per se. There, we see each other. And uh, three, four weeks later, it's, it's, it's back then. You didn't need to say we need to be exclusive. It was natural. Of course, you've been seeing each other for three, four times. It's natural. You guys are exclusive. You don't need the, you know, like the American and the English, that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I start to like you a lot. Uh, let's be exclusive. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we don't because it's natural for us. 
you know even someone that you know very frenchy coming in london if you if after four or five dates the other guy say oh yeah i've seen marie yesterday i dated her i think i'm going to break to stop dating her she'd be like what you're dating other people <laughs> you know she'd be like what the hell <laughs> what's going on so yeah it's the different process but i think the idea at the end it's to to, to find out very quickly if you, you guys are meant to be together Hmm. <laughs> I think amongst the French weird the weirdos now. I feel I feel completely weird because <laughs> now what you're no, saying sure. actually makes sense. But then I was like because you know <laughs> I <got laughs> I feel like we are weird in, in London. <laughs> no, I think it has a sense as well. I think I suppose the English are more cautious. Yeah. They're like, what if I move with her? If I because now I know how they think, you know. Us, the French, we're passionate. We go there, bam, boom. If something bad happens, you know, okay, there's always a solution. The English are more cautious. Yeah, but what if I move with her now and it doesn't work? Then I would have to work to, to, to move out. Blah blah blah. You know, it's more like this. I think that comes from that cautious side of the English, rather than us French. We don't care. We do silly things and then we fix it. <laughs> We passion it. <laughs> wow. Okay. So when you know when you've been receiving all these comments, you know that you should make your book um, a book or your blog a book. Mm-hmm. When did you decide to take that plunge? What was it? What was the defining moment for you that you were like, you know what, I should actually do make this into a book. Uh, it's when first I started to write it in English because as I said, it was a blog. I wanted to share my experience. And then I thought, why would I share my experience just with the French? I want to share the experience with everyone because I'm pretty sure there are a lot of girls out there um, that think like, am I weird? Why am I having those weird experiences? What is going on? And also, you know, what was very, very important to me was when I read my blog you know, after one, two years in French and I had to translate it. It was like uh, open, like an opener, like an eye opener. I was like, oh my God, really? Was I that silly one just after my divorce? And I realized, and I spoke with other people that I know, and I realized that not everybody takes the time to heal after a relationship. Yes. You know, what, basically what happened, I was still married. I was already dating. That shouldn't be the case, you know, yeah. because I was so used before. I've never been single. As I said, I had three boyfriends before coming, including my husband, before coming to London. So I was pretty much a virgin compared to a lot of people in this planet. With a boyfriend I had like an eight years relationship with, slash husband, sorry. And, uh, and I was like, okay, I'm divorcing. I'm in the process of divorcing. I was on radio, on Tinder, whatever it was at the time, searching for someone else and doing all the silly mistakes, saying silly things that I shouldn't have said. You know, I was quite a virgin. Like when you make mistakes without being trained, you know what I mean? That's exactly it. I put myself in the jungle and I was like, and that's why I wanted to share. I wanted to share my experiences with people, single like me that come 
out from a long relationship to be careful because you need time to heal. You need time to rediscover the new self, you one self, because you were a bubble before. You were with someone, you were two. You have your individual self, but, but this individual self was um, influenced by the other self, by the other one, by the, you know, your husband or your boyfriend. Because my book is about a divorce, but a lot of people spend 10, 15 years relationship and it's, they, they're not married, but it's still a relationship that needs to heal. I, in my book, I emphasize on the fact that I'm divorcing, but it's not only for divorces. Everybody would go through that healing process when first you need to rediscover your new self, your new environment, maybe move out, change your hairdo, do things that you, your husband didn't like or boyfriend didn't like, but you did like find the new you and then start dating from then you will know exactly what you're searching about searching for in a relationship and you will know the exact perfect person because at the end of the day what we want ultimately is a real love a deep connection and uh, and think people don't take time anymore to say that i'm not going to talk about men because i would be like (laughs) they'll be upset but ladies they jump on the next handsome guy with an okay job they accept x and y things they compromise on things that they know ultimately in five years won't fit you know that it won't work they're like okay he's so cute uh but it's okay if it's a, if a charmer it's okay if he's flirts it's okay if this it's okay with that but uh, in in my adventures i i sharing how my mind you know, is working, how I evolve through those uh, experiences and how I know more and more what I'm worth searching for. Because at first, I I didn't know. I was just dating. You know, oh, it's okay. I like Mm. the face. I like his face. I like how he is. You know, he's not unemployed. Let's go and date him. No, that's not how it works. You date because you share the same values. You share the same ambitions, you know, a lot of things like that. So that's what I want people to understand, you know, through my book, that there's an eating process you need to go through to date properly. And, and also, because I've seen it so much, have a list of no no's, which means if you are into religion for example and you don't want to marry if you're muslim and you don't want to marry a catholic and everything don't start dating a catholic because she's good looking just yeah. stop it's a no no it's on your list of no no don't do it full stop you know have a list of no no's that you know it won't work in the long term and stick to it start dating with your list of no no's your list of ideal things you'd like you know and that's it if you really mm-hmm. want the relationship your new relationship to, to 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 work learn about your mistake in your divorce or long relationship plus understand your new you and plus uh, have your list of no-nos and super yes yes you know <laughs> it was quite interesting when you said that though about having a list of no-nos right because there is this nigerian saying um, that you shouldn't smell of food that you have no intention of eating. <laughs> That's a good one. I love that. I know, right? Because when you were saying that, it just it, that just came to my mind that, yep, this is a classic case of don't smell something, you know, you have no intention um, of eating. Like I've got a friend, exactly. you know, who's Catholic and he's open to dating anybody, but 
he's not open he knows that he's not going to marry the person and i'm like dude you can't do that though you know like why waste somebody's time and say you know you want to date the person for whatever reason when you know that you're still going to break up with the person at some point in the future exactly unless both of you are clear about it yeah but it's yeah it's unfair <laughs> i'd say it's unfair especially the person from like you know uh, expecting something and working towards it because what i realized as well and it's not quite true because i was quite since i have my matchmaking agency i'm quite surprised with how men sometimes talk but women we are more taking the dating thing seriously like we, when when we in it we really are in it especially when we over 30 we like we really thinking of you know we had an amazing career and everything we want a family or whatever we want a boyfriend whatever the, you know your goals are uh, but we're more serious about it why it's men because they know that they, ha- they don't have the tick 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 <laughs> I, f- I feel like they're like oh I can settle at 45 when I will be at the top of my career of, of myself and I will be still handsome and I will take and I would take a 30 something woman, whatever, or 20 even something, you know, they, they take more than time, their time, and they, they don't care. So between 30 and 40, they like having fun. Whereas women, between 30 and 40, we seriously searching. We're like, oh my God. And even now I see it. I'm like, oh my, you know, some women coming to me, they're like, please, Steph, do something. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> but so they, you said they, you've they got a matchmaking out. agency? Yeah, a partner with a, uh, with a matchmaker. And uh, after the book, because we met and, you know, during the launch and everything, and she was like, oh my God, you know the dating scene of London so well. I need someone like you. And I was like, okay, <laughs> let's talk about it. And uh, yeah, so I partnered with someone who's a dating agency and uh, she does, she organized dates and everything and for long, uh, for long term relationship. We don't do date as per se, you know, like, yeah, dating, no. So um, that's a, it's a part of the love department of my company <laughs> where we have the book and we have that uh, dating agency. Wow. So, you know, writing <laughs> this book, you know, yours is a very serendipity one as well because i'm sure you didn't think when you were when you started writing your blog that you were going to go down this route that you've taken now no at all and you know when i had the launch because i'm having a launch in paris next week but when i had the launch in london i was like oh my god i'm in finance i go to board meetings board meetings with men and everything and i was like should i really advertise a lot about the book because you know the book is about love sex dating relationship how it goes and some even seem can be quite mm, you know <laughs> explicit <laughs> so i was like Oh my God. In fact, even some, some of the men in the board meetings went to me, oh, Stephanie, you wrote a book I heard. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. And, oh no, I don't know. I, I wondered if you should call it one of the fuck in a wedding. I was like, uh, no. <laughs> because they were like, have you fucked one of the men to have a wedding or something? And I was like, no, you should read the book, please. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean automatically fuck even if for most men it does <laughs> but no and so you know and i was afraid as an entrepreneur like writing about my personal life as a debtor because we're all human at the end of the day yeah. we do date we, we have a personal life but in my industry you are just a woman you know you're a woman in finance and you're like a robot you don't have a personal life you don't date you don't even go to the toilet you know it's <laughs> like you <laughs> <laughs> you idealized, you know, 
<laughs> you're like, oh my God. So <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm a human being. I did like you. I was divorced as well. You know, I was married. <laughs> you know, I'm a human being. I'm not only a, a woman in finance. <laughs> so yeah. especially in England, you're just someone, <laughs> a woman. You know, you happen to be a woman, but you're in finance, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's quite, it, it, it's quite hard, like, to, to, okay, to have sorry. another job. And to- <clears throat> sorry, there has to be some redeeming factor in London dating. Like, seriously, there has to be something good you've discovered about dating in England or dating in London. Seriously, I don't think we're all that bad. Of course, of course I do. Firstly, you will see in the book, I'm talking about dating like in france i've never dated an hungarian guy for example i dated italian and Hungarian. i you know i learned so much you know it's so diverse the culture is so diverse in france you especially when you're french you date you know local you it's not as open-minded as uh, as uh, england slash london and then obviously yes of course there are good things about it because whilst in france we run into getting to moving together. At the end of the day, what's happening? You're saving a few bucks, you know, a, a, a few pounds for the month. If it doesn't work, obviously, and then you have to move out. So basically, um, the the English way of doing is a bit. It's cautious, yes, but it's probably better because you multi that, but you try to you in some way you compare. You like okay, do I like that? Do I like that? It's it's. It's, it's helpful when you try to gauge what is better for you. In France, the thing is that the process is different. When you go into someone you like physically, let's say things right, because at first when you're dating for two, three months, you don't really know that person. But when you move in, you don't have time to gauge and you're wasting time. Maybe there's other opportunities elsewhere, you know. Was the English it takes their time to sort of like investigate, gauge, is it good, right? And anyways, I can date other people for the, uh, you know, at the same time. We can compare, we can see. We don't take the time in France, not at all. You know, you jump into relationship and relationship after the other, which is, you know, as well, it doesn't give you time to breathe and say, what am I looking for, for God's yeah. sake? Unless you're really speedy and you ask the question straight away, the right question straight away. But sometimes it's hard, you know. Going to the cinema, how do you want me to ask you questions? You know, it depends on the sort of date you have. But I suppose if you ask the right question straight from the beginning, what are your values? What are your ambitions? What are this, that, that? You get the answer very quick, I suppose, yeah. And then, yes, you make very sound decision to move in together. But at first, you need to know each other. That for sure. And sometimes I feel like in front you don't take the chance. You move in together very quick. The only bits that I really didn't like in London is like people are always searching for the next thing. And that's the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, okay, she's amazing. But let's check if there's someone better. I don't think no, I will I will even though I've not, you know, I don't think I can speak for everybody in yeah. London and I know I'm definitely not you know capable of doing that but I don't think everyone is always searching for the next no not everyone don't give me wrong but that was the bit I didn't like or the ghosting bit which is very trendy in London you know because in France we we don't care confrontation we go for it but the English they don't like confrontation they don't like arguments <laughs> you know it's like mm, I don't want to tell her or you know so it's like okay 
<laughs> that just goes. <laughs> okay. So tell me more about your, you know, your matchmaking business. Cause that sounds very, very, okay. <laughs> so the matchmaking business, how does it work? Uh, let's say, uh, a Stephanie come, comes to me and uh, she's like, Stephanie, I'm looking for, uh, a man and uh, basically it starts with a 19 minute consultation uh, with uh, any of our matchmakers like to try and understand your values what you lack what you dislike we do your list of no-nos for you we you know we try to understand who you are what you want and where where you're going so uh, from then we're like okay leave it to us and uh, we'll come back to you with some we organize the dates um, it's very important to know that we can't help everybody. We have a certain standard where, um, you know, we, for example, unfortunately, we know that most of our clients are professionals. We don't take uh, unemployed people or, you know, people with like, um, that don't, that, that don't have a stable situation. We can't do that. And in fact, I feel like they're not ready to date. They need to sort themselves out first and then come back to us when their life is more stable so they can, we can start searching for love for them. So after that, we organize dates with a compatible man or woman, depending who uh, the person, the client is. And, uh, and we, let's say, we say, yes, yeah, Stephanie, we have a date with, uh, I don't know, Paul. Uh, you guys are meeting at uh, Asia de Cuba in London, W1, da, da, da. And that's it. And hopefully, uh, I hope it goes well. So Stephanie and Paul meet. They have an amazing date. Stephanie is like, oh my God. God, I love that guy. And, uh, and Paul is like, mm, not sure. So what happened after the death? Following morning, I called Stephanie. How did it go? Oh, he's amazing. He's good looking. He's this, he's that, he's this. I love him. Great. Do you want a second date? Yes. Okay. I'll call you back. Paul, oh no, Stephanie is full of herself. She spoke about herself all night. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even ask questions, anything. And she was drunk when she arrived. Oh, really, Paul? Yes. Okay, do you want to see her again? Uh, well, mm, not sure. I would think about that. May I call you back? Mm, okay. I call Stephanie back. Stephanie, um, Paul, um, you know, it doesn't really want to see you again. What happened? Can you explain why do you think he doesn't want to see you? And then we listen to what she has to say. Well, I'm not I don't understand. Okay. Well, he thought that you didn't ask a lot of questions about him. And she's like, really? Well, tell me, what do you know about him? How, you know, and usually it's like, uh, 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 uh nothing. <laughs> if obviously it's true, what Paul said is true. Uh, yes, yes, I probably didn't ask so, so many questions. And I'm like, well, Stephanie, your dad's about sharing, you know, it's not about you only. You probably were a bit nervous. I'm going to talk to Paul and see how I can do. And, you know, we try to organize a second date if, you know, no, it's possible. And if not, I will say to Stephanie, pass. Let's pass another date for you. But now you know. You know, I, I would say to Stephanie, you know, ask questions, you know. And that's where we're very good at that because obviously we have them as well. And we have feedback. How many dates we've been to? And we're like, why doesn't call me back? 
with mm -hmm. us and you know organizing all this we're helping people having better dates more quality dates and you know and improve themselves in debts as well trying you know to push and talk about relevant thing uh, you know and that sort of thing so that's why um it's it's a really good human experience you can't you can't imagine when our clients come to us and then you tell us about their relationship their love their problem their things and how good we've been oh that debt was amazing that, that no. it's you know it's it's great i i absolutely love it and uh, that's how it works and hopefully ultimately what we're looking for it's a wedding or something mm. you know a long relationship and uh, we have a few already in the year which is very nice and you know we have so many good feedback so far and uh, and and the way i operate because um my, my business partner, Kat, she's nicer. I'm really French. I'm really rude, you know. I'm like, no, you haven't done things well. You know, why she tries to, you know, <laughs> like, like, oh, well, uh, he doesn't want to. She tries to sugarcoat it. She tries to exactly, make exactly it. Exactly. She sugarcoat it. I'm like, no, no, no. Next time you need to do better. <laughs> and people are like, oh, I love to stay for you, tough love. No, like, it's always love. It's always about love. I never say something. <laughs> it's always for your good. <laughs> Yeah, so, but I'm curious though. So you said that you don't take people who don't have a job. So do you have a minimum income? So is it, are you like a dating service for the rich and very successful, or can just the average person? No, average person. It's a very we are one of the cheapest in the market, basically. Um, we're on the cheapest. You have a registration fee and then you have a monthly payment depending on the level of membership you want to, uh, to subscribe. But no, uh, we're not for the rich and famous at all. They could use us, you know, it's so cheap they could. But uh, if you some searching for someone else that is as rich as them, uh, they would have to pay a premium where we will have to go to a very, uh, you know, high end places to find and chase uh, for them. But we are for the common people, normal people, you know. When I say, when I say uh, unemployed and this, I like, if you're unemployed and have some income every month, it's different. The reason be I'm saying that is just because we've been, uh, we had emails from coming from people with very bad situation where they're on benefit and things. We're not here to provide a rich guy for God diggers, for example, you know. Um, so that, that's the sort of example that we, we, we don't do. We're not there for that, you know. Or, uh, for example, some people are desperate for love, uh, more desperate for love than desperate for job if that makes sense. They, they put love, bless them, uh, first before their personal, you know, well-being. And that as well, I think that those people need before to find themselves, to, to, to heal themselves, to, to, to sort themselves out because love won't help you have the right person beside you, you know. It, it, it might help to motivate you to find for a job and sort your situation out, but it won't bring the right person. Mm. So you need to be well in a very good state of mind before searching for a real compatible and deep relationship. I believe, um, and I firmly believe you can't do that if you're not at the right place. You'll make mistakes. You pick the wrong people. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense though. Mm.
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So basically people, well, I, since I'm a woman, I'm going to go from a woman's point of view, you know, sort of young moms. Because I know that I, I'm part of like a local mommy group on mm-hmm. Facebook. And, you know, sometimes I see comments from women who their partners literally just walked out and them. And, you know, so maybe, you know, literally a gazillion and one things could be going on. So we're, you know, they they would like to date, I'm assuming they would sort of, you know, at some point they would like to date, but then they're not earning loads of money, um, you know, with that. Because I know that in the UK, things are really expensive. And one of the reasons why I say that, right, I know a lady from my daughter's um, old nursery and both her and her husband, they're both professors, and one time I saw a comment that the wife had written that she doesn't understand why two professors in London cannot even have disposable income to look after their family. Like we, everyone knows that London is really expensive. And so what you find is that a lot of people do need some sort of government support, no matter how minute it is, um, especially if you're on a single income, because I know what I was saying earlier on, you know, the children are like black holes, right? Like childcare is mm-hmm. really expensive just on its own. Um, so would that be a no for those people then? No, that's a no, no, that's not the sort of people you don't want. It's a, I'm, I'm referring to people that are unhappy. Ah, okay. You know, that makes sense. If you're happy with your new you, your new single mother and single you, and we feel like you really are, you know, no. It's, the income is not what we look at. Okay. It's your whole situation and the whole picture. Are you happy in your life? You know, are you positive? Have you healed from your past relationship? You know, that's what we're looking at. We're not looking at anything else. And sometimes some people are desperate. They're alone. They, they you know, it's as if I, am, I probably will sound you know, quite rude or impolite, but it's, I found that men are especially like that, where like, you know, at, at in the evening, I'm alone. I don't have a job. I don't do anything all day. I need a woman because I'm horny, because I'm this. And, you know, uh-huh. it's, like, it's almost this. You know, once woman, it's straightforward. It's like, I'm a god digger. I'm, I'm poor. And I want a man that is rich and can support me. But with men, when you read between the lines and you ask the right question, you understand that the guy doesn't have a job, he's bored, and he has no, and in his entourage, nobody want to sleep with him because he, nobody has any interest to do so. So why not pay for a dating agency and, uh, you know, have those dates and slash fuck for free <laughs> i see what you, you know. mean i see what you, you mean. know the men think different i'm horny every night and nobody wants me in my entourage so i need you know, to find something and those men we we all we can we can tell straight away and that's not the sort of men we want yeah you know no that's and not. and conversely there's also rich men that you know want just to to have girls to sleep with every month you know, and we don't want them either. Yes, of course. No, that sounds good. Okay, well, you know, everything you sound, you know, does sound, you know, truly 
um, you know, it's just amazing, you know, having this chat with you. So, my pleasure. Talk, you know, from everything that you've learned from writing your blog and turning it into a book, and everything that you've learned, you know, from starting up and you know, using your book as a stepping stone to starting this, you know, matchmaking service. What five points can you get, share with the listener for them to take away, so that when at least they go away from listening to you, it's kind of like a summary of all the things that you've learned. Um, what 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 five things can you can people take away from listening to you today? So for all the singles out there in London and everywhere in the world, I think it's uh, it's really important. Firstly, what I would do: find your your moi, meaning me, meaning I. Try to who are you? Understand yourself. What do you like? What do you dislike? You know. Try to, you know, understand who you are and what you want. And, and from then, you will find the right person. So that would be one. Then have your list of no-nos. Things that you know, even if, the, if, even if the guy is good looking, at first it's very nice. You know, the guy is good looking. Yes, okay, you can, you can stand the no-nos. But what, what about in 20 years? You get divorced because you know that these no-nos were the non-negotiable and, uh, and you dislike it because the attraction would have gone. So have your list of no-nos. And um, the, the third one I would say, have your list of yes, yeses, like the super yes. They have to have that. And if they don't have this, no, it, I can't go there. You know, it's as important as the no-nos. If you don't like men with bad manners, why would you date one? <laughs> yeah. If for you, it's, it has to be. Or um, a racist, why would you like, date him? Because he's good looking? That's a thing. You, you need someone with the same bodies as you. So you need the yes, yeses as well. Then I will say breeze. So Breeze is a, basically is a dating concept which says share your feelings. Don't hide them. If you like the guy, tell him. If you want to, set, to see the guy, say it. Be yourself. Breeze. Don't be afraid of showing your feelings. It will help a lot in your dating life. A lot. How many times... We're not interested in that guy, but when that guy comes to us and says, I like you, we're like, hmm, I'll date him. <laughs> but like a, a friend will show, will point the guy, do you like that guy? I'm like, no, no, it's not my type. But when the guy come to you, comes to you, you're like, and asking you for a date, you're like, hmm, I'll take the chance. So, you know, share your things, say what you like. If you like the guy, go and take the chance to have a no on your face. And what, are you going to die? No. Is, is it going to be on BBC? No. So why? Why, you know, why, why, why? Why not taking the chance? Do it. Just breathe. Be yourself. And the last point I would say is like, enjoy. Dating is a, is a game, but a fun game. Don't put too much serious about it, you know. It's fun after all. You know, be yourself. Have fun. Tell the truth. Tell the thing, but at the right moment, you know, you can't say silly things on date one. <laughs> you have to be smarter. But have fun. The dating experience is fun. So that's what I would say to uh, your audience. Yeah, enjoy. Enjoy dating. 
Yes, no, that sounds fun. Okay, so remind us, what is the name of your dating matchmaking agency and what is the so, name of your book? So the book is called 100 Dates and a Wedding and the agency is called Celeste Connections. Fabulous. Well, it's been an absolute... Um, oh, I can't even speak properly because I've just been <laughs> blown away. <laughs> Well, it's been absolutely <laughs> fun chatting with you. you know, my I'm, pleasure, Segulara. My pleasure. Thank you so yeah, much. It's just, it's just amazing just, you know, hearing the differences between how things go or work in London and how it happens, you know, in other places. And I hope that at least the listeners based, you know, wherever, I'm sure they should be able to compare and contrast how things work where they are or how the dating scenes works where they are and you know what it's like in Paris and London and hopefully a few people would have some laughs over it amazing thank you so much for having me and if someone wanted to find out about you or you know do you have a website are you on Twitter yes of course uh, I'm on Twitter with Dam Business D-A-M Business uh, D-A-M-E sorry Business uh, they can type Stephanie Tumba you know and I have a personal website as well stephanietumba.com you can find information about me I'm always open even to your audience to uh, you know I give advice to my friends and I'm always open send me drop me an email ask me if uh, you know what what i think about the date you're having now or you know i'm always happy to give advice about dating for free uh, I'm, I'm glad to do that you can give me a call everything is on our website uh, either from stephaniedutumba.com you will find a celeste connection so you just have to drop me an email and happy to respond uh, i'm always i have an open door policy awesome awesome well it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you um, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you'll go and check out um, Stephanie's website and at least check out her book. Um, until next time, Stephanie and everyone listening, it is the Shagilola Salami Show. Bye now. Thank you. Bye.